11 o'clock in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday. But for today, better known as a Lakers celebration Tuesday. What a win last night at Crypto.com. Is the Lonnie Walker statue ready outside? <laughs> Slee, you should cut the I ribbon. I think it's in development. Is it? Yeah, you should cut the ribbon. They're working on it right Slee now. Slee should sculpt it. He should be the one in charge of making the whole thing. Do you have any sculpting skills, Al? I'll go to Dr. Clapper. <laughs> you could be go. you could be yeah. an R&D for that. How are you? <laughs> a Lakers celebration Tuesday as we celebrate last night's huge Game 4 victory all day. Well, thanks to our friends at Mikko Abaltra getting ready for Game 5. Coverage tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. up in the Bay Area. Could it be the knockout punch, Slee? Um, apparently, everybody here at the moment thinks it's coming back on Friday. Don't call um, it a comeback. Do you though, think it's somebody. coming back on Friday? That means I got to come yeah. up here Friday. <laughs> yeah, I do think. I do think. You do. Right? I do too. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Really? I do. Then again, I thought yesterday. I thought by the time we went back to Frisco, it'd be two two. Yeah, we, we don't say. Do Fri- they don't say Frisco unless you're doing it intentionally to enrage the citizens of San Francisco. It's, it's the city or the Bay yeah. Area. But don't we want to bother them? Oh yeah, that's fine. If it's done yeah. with purpose, yeah. I fully support. Listen, that? you gutless Bay Area fans, go go to Frisco and get your rice aroni. <laughs> Oh, rice aroni ain't bad. I it's, mean, not. Frankly, it's not. I said it's San Fran one good. time to my friend, and he no. was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, can't yeah. do that. I'm like, okay, well, I can. That's hella that's weird. <laughs> that's another good NorCal word. Hella, San Fran, Frisco. I use hella a lot, though. I mean. Although a Frisco burger is a good item. Delicious. Oh, it's nice. Delicious. You get that sourdough, sourdough with the onions. Avocado. Oh, you put it in the. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Give me that clam chowder, Fisherman's Wharf. That's good. Put it in that bread bowl right there. Seagulls everywhere. You're just kind of. Speaking of seagulls. Which goes back to birds, which goes to Twitter. You know who was on fire? I don't know how I did that, but you know who was on fire last night on Twitter. So, so I didn't after the game and stuff. I didn't really look at Twitter. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep on the drive home with Cappy. Then I went to bed because I had to be up early. I opened my Twitter app this morning. And you know how the algorithm will then show you what you've missed from people you interact with. Yeah, it was fourteen tweets in a row from Emily. Okay, okay. No. six. No, tweets. she was no, she was on fire. My feed, I couldn't even get to like other people's opinion on the game. It was just no, all M. It's all producer M. That's it was all, all you M. need. Is, is my what my was your opinion. hottest take on the Twitters last night? Uh, let me let me open it up right now just to make sure that I I, I say did you work correctly. succession. Into the Lakers, into a tweet. <laughs> I didn't, but I did. Is AD awake right now? Is probably my biggest thing, and that was in the middle of the second well, that's half. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, I couldn't guess when that one was coming out. Also, are you kidding me with these threes, Lakers? It's red as like. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> By the way, it's too bad Mark Cates, our salesperson of the year from the Mandy Awards last year, isn't here right now. He's in a meeting in Orange County. Yep. Because he was doing in the suite last night an amazing Alan Sliwa impersonation. Hey, Laker fans, how are we feeling? <laughs> dot, and dot, I dot. was, I was, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. It's <laughs> my guy. It's my Lakers guy. Lakers fans, how are we feeling? Do the Lakers got this one? They got this one. <laughs> I think I've seen that one. I can't wait for tomorrow night. A, of course, the Lakers postgame show, thanks to our friends at Pizza Hut, after Game 5. But also, I will be paying attention now. I will have it open all night long <laughs> and interacting with producer Emily's famous Lakers tweets during the game. Were you having some wine last night, Emily? You're just no, feeling it? Or and what was going on? on? Give us yeah. the truth. Was, we want the behind the scenes. I was totally sober. I was. Uh, I just come back from gym. I, I, I took a shower to get ready to watch the game. Hammered. I sat there. I wasn't hammered. She was hammered. I sat there with a, a soda, and I just watched hammered. the game on, on the couch by myself. And 
I I swear my roommates were probably really mad at me because I was like clapping my hands every time, like <laughs> an annoyance every time that LeBron shot a three. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, I was I was animated, but I was by myself. Every other game I've watched with other people. And so this is the first one that you I was like. You need an audience and you didn't have one. So you went to Twitter to find it. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I did find yeah. it. Yeah. And it was She found there. the community there. She found <laughs> hey, love whatever there. Whatever it takes. No, no judgment at all. Whatever it takes. It was a good game. I was I was excited. I, 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 I wore my app watch and my like heart rate was up a lot they're like you gotta <laughs> slow it down girl and i was like okay sure <laughs> i was just interested in the game you know keep tweeting i like hey no we need that they won it's good whatever just do what you did on the wins don't do what you do in the losses and look, let the gods and tomorrow night okay. from there. i want to tweet emily from okay. you that says it is a final <laughs> <laughs> it is a Regardless of the results? Well, hopefully it's a Lakers win and a knockout punch. If AD yeah. has a weird game, will you call him gutless on your Twitter stream? Yeah, it's either, it's either going to say gutless. it is a final because the Lakers ended the series or it is a final. No. See you on Friday. I want to play. <laughs> See you on Friday. <laughs> I want to play golf on Friday afternoon. I don't feel like coming up here. But I do have a succession Friday. Lakers related thing that we can we can do later on. Yes, we will do that later idea. on. Meanwhile, it is Travis and Sliwa, a Lakers celebration Tuesday right now. Thank you, Chris. We, Emily, you and I haven't had a chance to kind of chew on it too much. Oh, we're gonna I, chew on it later. Okay, we're gonna do it later. Yeah, we'll chew All on right. it later. All right, it was. That's a tease. You you can. Yeah, you guys are fun. You're good. I'll. You're good. Make sure you can go down to Starbucks. <laughs> you should go play nine holes real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll go knock it out. You can go do that. I have a fantastic way. comp to another great piece of media that I want to throw at you for the succession. So, right. again, another tease. All right. We'll do that coming up in just a little bit. Um, she was talking to, she was tweeting about LeBron taking his threes. I, I've been trying to figure out how I want to say this all morning long, and I can't come up with it other than this way. So, I'm going to say it, but I want to preface it with something. I am not calling LeBron James a role player, okay? I understand that his his impact on the game far exceeds any role player in any universe in any sport. But the way that he's being used right now, is he not the greatest role player you've ever seen in your life where mm. he's out there when you need him, you can deploy him, he can pass, he can, he can initiate the offense, he can rebound, he can post up, he can finish around the rim, he can do all these things. But I've never seen him stand around as much as I'm seeing him in this series. I've never seen him be disengaged from multiple plays in a row for as long as I have in this particular series. They need him to play the way he played last night. He was really good last night. He was a contributor in every possible way. But it just feels like he is contributing to the success of this team rather than being the reason the team is successful and it's incredibly refreshing Mm. and sustainable which I think is the best part about it that him in this role of hey guys I'm here if you need me and I'm more than happy to do the things that I do but I am going to take some bad shots I am going to stand around I am going to conserve some energy it just it feels very un-LeBron-y so you've never seen it because we've never seen it because LeBron in his 20 years in the NBA and 275 playoff games, whatever he's played, <laughs> so stupid. he's never been used that way. And I think it's clear that Bron understands and this team understands you can only get so much of LeBron James. So how do you want to use it? Do you want to use it in the beginning like they did in game two when it was, hey, can we get Bron going? Bron got going, but then the Lakers were getting blown out and the game didn't matter. Um, do you want to use it in bits and pieces? There was a there was a play yesterday. Um, Darvin Ham comes with a substitution. Rui's coming in, 
and I think it was Dennis Schroeder that was coming in, something like that. And the substitutions happen. LeBron goes out, and D'Angelo Russell comes out. D'Angelo Russell does not come back in the game. They take him out of the game. Six minutes ago, whatever it was, right, in the fourth. Bron waited. I'm not kidding. You heard John on the broadcast say it. Then as soon as uh, Rui comes in, one possession later, the ball gets knocked out or something like that, and LeBron just checks himself back in. He wasn't out for more than 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. There is a... A lot of it, I think, is completely based on LeBron. I think Darvin Ham has somewhat to say with it, but I think for the most part is you do you. You tell us how your body feels. You tell us when you're ready. You want to take some shots. I'm with you on the three-point shooting, and everybody is, but can I tell you something? I also think Bron is saying to himself, a couple of these are going to fall. And on top of that, if Bron is taking an open three, he's thinking to himself, this is as good as a possession that we might get. Sure. I don't know if AD is going to take over down low. It might be Lonnie Walker taking a shot or Osterman is where the case is. But when you – I like the way that you put it when you said that I've never seen this before. Nobody has. Draymond said it after the first game. This is a different LeBron that we have to prepare for because it's not the regular LeBron that always has the ball in his hands. And and it's – Again, they won, they're up 3-1, and he's a big part of the reason that those things are true. But there are also a, multiple bad shots, right? That Those threes were – it's not just – an open three is an open three, and even though he's no, cold it's right one where now, it's early in the shot clock and it's contested. Clock, or he's just standing there dribbling for the entire shot clock, and he takes it and it's contested. Mm-hmm. It's just – there are times where it feels like, look, I'm going to take this 24-second possession – and I'm going to spend 20 of it catching my breath. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine, but it's just very, very new. And I like it. That's the other part about it is before, even and, and let's go back to before Anthony Davis came back from his most recent injury that was, what, January, something like that? Yeah, out for five weeks, yeah. That, that you had to, he, he had to initiate the offense. He had to attack the basket. He had to make his three-point shots. He had to dish to other people. He had to kind of keep everything going, and that was really the only way you can do it. Now that's not the only way that they can do it. It's one of the ways mm. that they can do it. If they need him, I still think one of their best plays is him at the top of the ball in his hand, him attacking the basket and making a decision to finish, to kick, to, to do whatever it is that he wants to do. I still think that's their best play. If you said to me, the tie game, last possession, I want that possession they had against Minnesota in the play and where he attacks. The one that he had against uh, Memphis in game three, was it? Where he finishes high off the glass. Yep. The, the, these, maybe it's a game four. The, that's what I want yeah, it was in game pinch, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be that, and it's incredibly refreshing to where we want to run it through AD, great. We want to run it through D'Angelo Russell, depending on the night, maybe not so bad. Lonnie Walker last night, they ran the offense through Lonnie Walker for like six minutes in a I row. Know. That's okay. That's actually really good news. I, won them the game. Um, I, I like there were some times they used Braun yesterday, too, where he's posting up. That he could sure. kind of rest Especially a little. Early. They did that, and there were times where they were making Steph, whoever Steph was guarding, they would screen on Steph, so now Steph is guarding LeBron. Now LeBron can make decisions from 15 feet away from the basket. LeBron can go in there. He had a nice hook shot. Got to the free throw line a couple times. That, I feel like, is a more effective LeBron, where you're also kind of still conserving your energy. You're still the point guard that can look at the floor and kind of see where everybody is. They've been more. They've definitely been more strategic with him. All right, maybe a little bit of extra motivation for Anthony Davis heading into Game Five. There was a list, and he's not on it. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm going to give you a little credit, Al. Give okay. myself a little bit as as well. Uh, you and I just went to the kitchen, got a little water, got a little coffee. Yeah. Big plate of donuts out there. Both Slew and I escaped donutless. So I think we deserve a pat on the back for that. They look pretty good. They, look they great. weren't the one kind of donuts you wanted? Not in a donut sort of frame of mind at the moment right now. They look like the Simpsons donuts, like Homer Simpson donuts. Yeah, They're the really pretty. Top, Frosting yes. with the sprinkles. They're very you good You said something. Donuts. You said something that I kind of i am with you on. I'm not crazy for sweets. Doesn't, But in the morning, cup of coffee, sure. something, like that's a good little mix there. I can't eat a whole donut. I just can't. Like I, That's too much sweets for me. You cut that thing. You go half. I go half. We go fifty-fifty. I'm in. You just I tell mean, me look, if you want if in. You and hand me half a donut. I'm going to eat it. But I don't have to have the half you, a donut. You did not. You didn't even think twice. Like it wasn't. It might as well just been some paper plates there that were empty. <laughs> you had no interest. <laughs> Wings, burgers, fries, pizza yeah, slide. The your... other things that come in here. The, yeah. That that uh, chickens kebab place that we get. That oh that's, yeah, that place is that's great. That's terrific. Get those roasted tomatoes, a little char on those tomato slee. Wrap in a warm pita, a little tzatziki. Just, Taylor, go get him a donut. It's, it's terrific. The guy obviously is craving a donut. I'm not walking. Have you had one yet? If I walk past one, I'm going to get one. So I'm not doing it. You don't want one, or you just haven't done it yet. Well, if I have one, I'm going to have the whole plate probably. They're, they're sitting there. That's how it for usually the works. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing like seven of them right they're right stacked here. really nice and there's variety when i was a kid my dad would go get donuts almost every saturday morning it's kind of like a, a household tradition where my dad would go, awesome. he'd go to winchell's and he'd come yeah. back so it was, it was me and my brother and my mom and dad four of us in our family my dad would come back with two dozen donuts wow let me say it again my mother would eat either zero or one mm-hmm and the rest between my brother, my dad, and I would get demolished. So that leaves 23 donuts for three people. You to guys did not Saturday. finish Growing 23 boys. donuts. We would go through it every Saturday. And it was like, no, but that's just what it is. You would go. And if you and if you got up early enough, like because my dad was an early riser. Yeah. So once in a blue moon, I'd be I'd go with him to Winchell's. And he'd let you pick out whatever you wanted. You get a little bear claw. You yeah. get a little you know apple fritter. You get the big ones, right? And you'd have six donuts on a Saturday morning watching ah, Scooby-Doo. Man, and it's like, that's just what you would do. I think that was 80% of children's motivation that they had to go to church for us. <laughs> Get the donuts they after. They would sell church or they would sell donuts after. It was like 50 cents, a dollar, whatever yeah. it was, yeah, we right? Yeah, would Slurpees after my church, yeah. So literally you'd walk out of the church, right? You just, you got the holy water right there. I'm doing the cross and before I know, I'm doing the sign of cross, before I know it, my, my hand that's wet is handing the dollar over to the, the, uh, the church. 
So that sounds pretty good. Oh, it's great. Did you get one or did you get two? I got one. My mom wouldn't let me have more than one. <laughs> you yeah. Should come over to my. My dad would stuff you'd have donuts coming out your ears. Al, how old were you? Twenty three. <laughs> all right. the The NBA All Defensive Team is out. Here's first team All Defense NBA. Uh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brooke Lopez, Alex Caruso, first team All Defense. Evan Mobley and Drew Holiday make up the first team. The second team is Bam Adebayo, OG Ananubi, your guy Usley. Dylan Brooks makes second team all defense. Draymond Green and Derek White. No Anthony Davis on that list. Anthony Davis is one of the best defensive players in the league. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. I, I, I've given up trying to figure out what motivates Anthony Davis and what does not. But I guess in a vacuum, this is something that could take one of the best defensive players in the league and kind of push him to another level. Like, oh, you don't think I'm one of the 10 best defenders mm. in this league? Well, watch this. Well, I, I kind of like this in a weird way because I, I guarantee you this is going to get brought up. Um, it will get brought up to Darvin Ham tomorrow. It will get brought up to LeBron at some point. And we're watching by far. I, listen, I'm not watching every series, but you tell me a player that through the first 10 games of the playoffs that's playing better defense than Anthony Davis. I saw that reading some stat yesterday. It's only Hakeem, David Robinson, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar through the first nine games that had 35-plus blocks and 10-plus steals wow. in, in the first nine games, and AD was on that list. AD has been incredible on defense. Um, I, listen, I wish I, I had a better gauge for how these are determined. I wonder if it's, hey, AD played 56 games. Yeah, it's you a regular to season get, award, too. And you you need to get 50. over 60 or whatever the case. I, I don't know what it is. But I think there's certain players that already established where I don't know how much how important that award is for Anthony Davis today. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Um, no, I think you're jo- right. Joel Embiid wanted to win MVP. Clearly. Joker did not care about winning MVPs or two of them, right? <laughs> um, Michael always says this, that, hey, you can go get the MVP, but the finals MVP is really the only one people remember, which is not true. I remember the regular MVP, but I know what he's saying with finals MVP. Sure. I don't think Braun is at a stage of his career where he cares about individual awards. I think for Anthony Davis, when you've already won an NBA championship, and the only thing people care about is, are you playing games and how far are you getting in the playoffs? I don't know how much that one will mean to him but I think just seeing him in the playoffs it's I don't care what top 10 players you choose as first team and second team Anthony Davis was one of the best defenders in the NBA period and if he has to just prove to the playoffs sounds good I, I, I think that's exactly right and, and this may take me a minute to get there I think not being on this list speaks to the way that our perception of Anthony Davis has changed over the last few years there's no what you just said, Slee, is almost a, a universal truth. Anthony Davis is one of the best defensive players in the league. No, nobody that watches NBA basketball would say no, he's not. Right? It's it, sure. it is just it is a universal truth. But the fact that he hasn't played a ton, the fact that he and and oddly because his offense kind of comes and goes, I think it adversely affects our perception of him totally that this is the all defensive team we, whether he gets zero points or 50 shouldn't affect his his defense but we've just kind of come to this place with Anthony Davis where we know he's one of the best players in the league when he's around most of the time mm. occasionally frequently almost always 
Never. We've just he's all over the map. Now, thankfully for the Lakers in the postseason, that hasn't been true at all. He's been far more good than bad. Yep. Um, last night you kind of got both. You got first half Anthony Davis, which was very active offensively, very involved in what everything that the Lakers were doing. And then the second half of the game, it was like he decided he was going to take half the game off. He just wasn't involved in the offense. Now he was great defensively, especially on Steph at the end, but I really do think that being excluded from this list, A, it's a function of he doesn't play enough games, but B, it's just a function of how we kind of perceive him as a sometimes on, sometimes off guy because no one in their right mind that watches basketball thinks that Anthony Davis isn't one of the 10 best defenders in the league. He is full stop. So just so people have some context to this, he's a four-time All-NBA first team. He's a two-time NBA all-defensive first team. He's a two-time NBA all-defensive second team. He's got these awards before. It's been there. So it's not like this is not part of his resume. He just didn't get it this year. Tell you what Anthony Davis doesn't have, and maybe I'm jumping a little bit too far here, but I think it's safe to do it because I think this – something happened to me yesterday that after the Lakers beat the Warriors, it kind of really hit me and dawned on me. Lakers got a really, really good chance. They could win the whole thing. Sure they could. Yeah, I agree. And I think, and I'm not telling you that when the playoffs started, it didn't cross my mind a little bit, but I think it was way too premature. It's gone from, well, they're in it, so they have a chance to, if everything breaks exactly right, they might have a chance to, they got a pretty good chance. That's what's changed. They're one game away from the final four. And there's nobody that you look at and say they can't beat them. So that's that, the other part. That to me is the most important thing you just said. They're a good basketball team and there isn't a KD on the Warriors team. There isn't a LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. There's not there's none of that left. You got a Denver Nuggets team that is a really good team. They also have never been to the NBA Finals before. Mm-hmm. So they there's an experience factor there. AD is matched up well against the Joker. Okay, put that to the side. Does Phoenix have the depth? I think a lot of people would say you're depending on two guys to carry you. Boston has had their fair, fair share of issues, and they're in a dogfight with Philly type. And they're poorly piece. coached. And they're coaching. You could clearly see there's a difference from last year to this year. Only reason why I said Miami, unbelievable season. They've been great. Miami also doesn't have a ton of weapons that they can work with. I set this all up because Anthony Davis has been, at least for me, he's been the best player on both sides of the floor basically every night I see the Lakers play. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and if he's the best player, if I said, hey, who's been the best player this series between the Lakers and the Warriors, who would you say? It's AD. It's Anthony Davis. Yeah, for sure. So if AD's the best player where LeBron's on the floor, Steph's on the floor, Clay's on the floor. Kind of go through some of these different guys. He was the best player in the previous round with John Morant there. No question. He's been the best player. All these accolades are awesome. They're cool. That's everything. It's not far-fetched to think that the Lakers and Anthony Davis could get to the NBA Finals, and he could potentially have a Finals MVP under his belt. Sure. So I, I, I respect the 10 that are there. But I have no problem looking at Anthony Davis and just saying that I know he's one of the best players in the uh, in on the defensive side. Everything you said is true, and I'll go a step further. If they're going to win a championship, he's going to have to win the MVP. If, if he doesn't, I don't think that 
I mean, I guess you could make a case for LeBron, right? You, that, that's not a, a super far-fetched scenario either. But, uh, but can I tell you, it, I, I actually, it's it's not an easy case for LeBron. I agree with it's you. It's not. It's not an easy the, case. And by the way, if if AD doesn't play like this against the Celtics or the Sixers or whoever they could potentially match up with in the finals if they get there, then they probably don't win. Agreed. So then nobody gets it from the Lakers. That Not only can he, if they're going to have their 18th championship, he's going to have to be. And and it's it's remarkable. Maybe we get, we got factor cap coming up here in just a little bit. But when we come back after that, I want to I want to get into this because not only is this the most unlikely championship run I've ever seen in my life, hmm. this is the most unlikely championship run that could lead to more championship runs than I've ever seen. Because this whole thing was, listen, LeBron's getting old. They're going to need to find who's next. And we thought it was Anthony Davis. And it, well, guess what? It might be Anthony Davis after all. That <laughs> We moved on from it because it had been a couple years and he hadn't been healthy and he hadn't looked good and he hadn't looked particularly competitive in certain situations. Well, over these last few weeks, maybe the last couple of months where he's basically played every day minus the back-to-backs, He's not only been the best player on this team, he's been one of the best players in the league. They have the second best odds to win an NBA championship. If they do win an NBA championship, he's a very likely winner of the MVP award, and he's entering his 30s. This is what you're hoping was going to happen, actually is, which eight months ago, it would have sounded like you're on drugs if you would have told somebody that. So we do it at 1145, but do you agree that yesterday for me, there was a little bit of the, you start looking around the rest of the league. And maybe I should. Maybe that should have you know happened a little bit was, early. Though, you know what I think part of it, it's. He gave you a, a. What was it last night? He gave you an even numbered game that was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it yeah. was pretty darn good. Seeing and, and it sounds so stupid to say out loud, but a couple of good games in a row offensively for him is a big deal. And if you can get that a little bit more, they're in a great spot. Just an absolutely great spot. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys. I am. So uh, I got a funny tweet last night from Crypto uh, Ray, who I think, yeah, it was him, who's like, uh, Austin Reyes reminds me of Cousin Greg. And I was like, I don't really see that because I think it's just, it's not really that personalities seem the same, but got me thinking about a bunch of Lakers, what their succession counterpart is. So I really want to lay that out for you guys at some point in time in the show. Done. Let's do it. Funny. Let's Done. do it next segment. Yep. All right. So according to KPRC, which is a TV station in Houston, Houston, hello. Um, a high school was forced to cancel classes last Friday thanks to a mysterious, quote unquote, unbearable odor that was nauseating to the point where six people had to be taken to the hospital for treatment after it was initially detected on, t- on Wednesday. The department eventually found uh, that they got to the bottom of the matter. They shared that uh, investigation of a Facebook post where the odor stemmed from a bottle of fart spray traced back to an unidentified student who presumably bought the fart spray for $10 on Amazon. So essentially, this What kid, is fart spray? I don't know. Is it what I think it is? <laughs> I think so. I don't know what else it would be. Right. So, this Takes is- a lot to make those. This is why pranks suck. Travis, factor cap. 
a fact. Well, you know how I feel about pranks. I, I, I'm not a prank person at all. And look, I'm not above a good fart joke here and there, but the idea of fouling a school to the point where you're sending kids to the hospital seems a little aggressive. So I'm, I'm 100% fact with you on this one. Morales? So I grew up with a mother. I mean, she's still a prankster, but as a child, I was very shy. I know that's hard to believe. And she like took me out with older kids to toilet paper. How my mother knew all these older kids in the neighborhood? <laughs> like, I, at an early age when I was uncomfortable, I was afraid of the Chucky, of Chucky Child's Play. Yeah. And again, I was very meek at eight years old and scared. So my mother and her best friend that were pranksters had a Chucky doll waiting in my bedroom <laughs> when I went to bed. So I screamed bloody murder and ran around the house. And my Not mother would be like, hey, knock it off. Let the kid be. <laughs> but so I say fact, but also calf, because I think it made me who I am. <laughs> Having a mother love. force me to toilet paper at eight years old. And this I'm like, no, why. mommy, no, this is bad. <laughs> Do you still have a reaction to Chucky when you see him? Not as much anymore. I kind of find him amusing. But Al? Um, okay, this prank, yes, it definitely sucks, but I think it's cap because you can't say all pranks are not like this, right? That there are- I don't know. They all kind of suck. <laughs> no, there's. I'm, I'm going to use a show as an example. You guys, Impractical Jokers, you guys ever watch that sure. show? Sure, yeah. It's freaking hilarious. It is. And, is it? Th- and they're not doing things- Oh, not- you don't like the show? No. When they're torturing like people in that jokers. same New Jersey yeah, mall over and over again and nobody catches on? <laughs> there there are certain jokes that are funny. There are other pranks that are just too extreme. This is just too extreme. Because you have one extreme one, I don't think it just ruins all the this other This kid ones. just thought he would do a little bit of the fart thing. It probably just got out of hand and obviously yeah. probably only supposed exploded. to use a drop or two. He probably smashed the whole bottle in math class. <laughs> Taylor? Cap, this is why this is why pranks are good, but they're intended for high schoolers. I think this is the age group that you have to do them in. I, I mean, I did this kind of stuff in high school. I like I, that. Good I, job, Ted. I do think that there is one joke that I do find or prank that I do find funny. It used to be on MTV. They used to do like the best senior pranks or whatever. This one school released three pigs, label number number them one, two, and four, and so you had to keep on thinking you got to find the third pig. Oh, I like that. That's pretty good. That's good. All right, so uh, Kim Kardashian was at the Laker game last night, and she was sporting a shirt that said, um, I like nerds. Uh, so you think Kim Kardashian actually does like nerds. All right, Morales, Dr. Cap. Well, I thought Pete Davidson's thing was he was kind of like a funny nerd, right? And other yeah, things. in a way. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, other special skills. Right, I'm going to exactly. say, well, listen, guys, I'm going to say <laughs> fact. Because, again, all you got to do is make him laugh, and maybe ner- nerds can make you laugh. Al? Cap. Yeah, she's, no. She does not. I mean, if you look at her you resume, you gotta have the belief. You got the if you hope. Look at her resume. These are all like just athletes and. It's like and an NBA starting lineup. It's an NBA starting lineup. <laughs> um, I think. I think there's definitely a lot of. This is maybe why we hate the show, and we were talking about it a little bit earlier stuff that we just don't understand any of that stuff. None of it seems authentic. None of it. So. And her shirt's a perfect example. Like, I was buying that. Nobody's believing that. So I go cap on this. Cap? I think it's cap, too. I think she has a very specific um, set of criteria that she's looking for in her dating life. And I don't know if Brainiac, nerdy, math guy, or whatever we're calling it, science fiction, Marvel guy, in a library. guy. Yeah, I don't you? think so. Maybe yeah. she's in her nerd era. I, I, I think Is that's she? unlikely. Yeah, she... I, I, I'm going. Isn't there more diversity in her in her dating? I mean, Kanye and Chris Humphreys and Pete Davidson have nothing in common. Those three guys. Yeah, they're all famous. Some diversity in the famous people that she chooses to be with. I don't believe her shirt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Taylor. Um, Cap. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe her. 
Yeah, next thing we know, she'll be dating, like, I don't know, Elon Musk or something, some other nerd. Bill uh, Nye the science guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so next one. So we, I talked about the Corgi earlier, but if those who hadn't heard it, um, there's a Corgi on TikTok that uh, their owner will throw them a ball. They're, they'll use their nose to deflect it and then put it into a basket, and they predict Lakers the winners of, <laughs> of series because of that. So, rookie could be as good as this Corgi. Alan, Patrick Cap. It's a good question. Rookie's got kind of a weird thing going. If I get, if he's in a certain mood and I just start going towards this little cabinet I have with all his toys and balls and stuff like that, he hallucinates. There's other times he's sitting on the couch where I will bounce like a ball to him. It will just hit him in the forehead and he'll do nothing. <laughs> I'm like, my rookie, what the hell was that? Other times he's a freaking hockey goalie. You can't get anything past him. So I just don't know which Wait, rookie that I'm going to get. You're the same. We're all the same way. Sometimes maybe he's just not in the mood to play. You're right. I mean, sometimes I make a joke to you. You just give me a look like, not today, Chris. I'm like, all right. That's the mood you're in. That's fine. That Corgi seems like he's a trained professional athlete. Rookie is, guys, I'm going back to bed. I'm going to bite the ball instead But a Corgi is like, that's one type of dog. Rookie is like, he's like, you know, a 10. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rookie's a man. It just, I'm telling you, <laughs> you throw a ball towards him, there's a 50% chance he's interested. Trev? What I'm getting is that Rookie's attention span is not on the Corgi's level. <laughs> the, the, the Rookie needs to be <laughs> sent to basketball school so he can start making shots. I just don't know if he has the uh, canine discipline on how to focus on one of the two shots. I took so him, I'm going cap. I took him for a walk yesterday, and he takes one of the balls from inside. He takes it with him. He's like, I'm going to carry this with me. And then just during the walk, he just lets it go, and we just keep walking. I'm like, where the hell is your ball? you got to go backtrack. <laughs> Corgi would, Corgi's bringing that ball. Yeah. Morales? Fact, right? I think yes. Fact. Yeah, fact. Fact. All right, Taylor? Um, I don't know. I haven't met Corgi, or uh, not Corgi, uh, Rookie yet. I think you should bring him to work, Slee. Is there like Slee, a you haven't brought oh, no. Taylor there, hasn't met Rookie? Is there a bring your dog to work day? We Please brought no. him to Pickleball. Yeah. Pickleball is the only event okay. that he's come to so far. Bring him to the Mandy's. Yeah, bring we'll bring him to. Uh, Why not? <laughs> That'd be pretty great if we brought. Put a little, him. put a little bow tie on him. A little tux. Yeah. yeah. We'll do game six, uh, <laughs> Lakers Warriors. We'll just take. I'm like, he's a service dog. I'm sure he'd be super chill inside a crypto. He wouldn't be freaking out at all with yeah. all the noise going on. Rose Bowl parade. Try taking him to that. <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> didn't yeah, out. perfect, perfect. All right, so there is a video coming out of a high school. Uh, baseball after the game they did a handshake line for those who don't play sports just do a handshake line you shake hands after it's a good game but we do have to work obviously yeah lebron's not big on that but that's neither <laughs> so uh <laughs> one member of this handshake line uh decided to sucker punch the other team in the midst of the handshake line so Jeez. sucker punching in a handshake line is the lowest of low taylor fetch cap I think that's the time to do it if you're going to sucker punch. <laughs> if you're going to sucker punch somebody, <laughs> might as well just do it in front that of everybody. That was not the perspective that I, I thought I, was coming I, from yeah, Taylor. I, I just learned something about Taylor right now. I, I, I now know to steer very wide of him. When that in a bad answer mood. was coming out, I'm like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Give him the old handshake fake and right in the face. Bam, yeah. right. Trav. I'm just going with whatever Taylor says. I don't want to. I don't want to experience Piss his wrath. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get on the wrong side of him. So Taylor, you were you were cap. Well, he said so it I'm is the time cap. to punch somebody. That's, whatever Taylor says, I'm going with that because I don't want to. I don't want to aggravate him. Ross? I mean, I would say fact. I mean, but I like that we got the. Sp- I think this show is going to be the renegade. Like, you know what? We're the show that'll punch you in the handshake line. <laughs> That's an imaging. We're going to do that imaging. Al. Um, I think I'll go fact. 
I think sucker punching in general is the lowest of the low. Whether it's in a handshake line or it's at a bar or it's... It's the equivalent of somebody pouring water on you from behind and you never saw it coming. (laughs) Or throwing a trophy. Or throwing a trophy for no reason on a, you know... The difference in that one is when I do do something to John, I will look at him in the eyes when I do it. I will not do it. Like Robert De Niro at the end of Heat when he finds Wayne Grove in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, look at me. Yeah. And it cost him his entire life, Leave but he had alone. to do it. He's I'd, had enough. Leave him alone. I'd rather look in the eyes on that one. The sucker punch is the lowest of the low. Speaking of Robert De Niro, so Robert De Niro oh. is a dad for the seventh time at age 79. Wow. So he has a newborn at 79. Right. So the max wow. age that you would want to have a newborn baby that is yours, not your grandchild, 77. is 55. Travis, better cap. Oh, cap. I, I can see 55 out of my windshield very clearly from where I stand. I am not ready to have a, a baby at 55 years old. There's a reason that our biology lets us have babies like when you're teenagers, right? Just the biology of it all. It's a lot of work, physical work to keep up with them at all. 55, I'm going to be a decrepit old man. Not a chance. Much, much It would be a good cap. excuse for you, though, to take like go to even more fast food because you'd be like, hey, the kid wanted McDonald's. <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm not going to let the kid eat alone. He needs Ralph. a Happy Meal. What's a life without a Happy Cap Meal? Cap all the way around. There's no age for me, so I think we know that. <laughs> um, fact. Max age, you'd want to have babies 55. No, I'm sorry. Cap. That's just too old. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, let's get the work done before that. All right, Taylor? I'm kind of with Morales. No more. Uh, the world does not need more me. <laughs> See? Well, we don't need more people knocking each other out in sh- yeah. handshake lines. That's for sure. I've never done it. I'm just saying if you're going to hey, do it. Hey, great game. You know? <laughs> wow. Emily, what about, I know I'm women, obviously there's a biological yeah. component, but what about for you? Uh, yeah, I, I physically can't have a baby at 55, Why do, so but 35, my mom 35. had a baby at 42. I could, you know, I could see that happening. But uh, also in the handshake lines, so my older sister and I used to compete against each other in water polo. So she was on Virginia Tech, I was on Virginia, rival teams. Mm. Occasionally in lines, I would uh, push her and almost have her fall in the water. So, <laughs> But it's my sister. It's you different than a pool? Yeah, so you, you well, get out of the pool, you no, go no, on the side no, of it. No, yeah. no. Here's what no? they do after swim matches or water <laughs> yeah. polo. Yeah. Why, we all get out of the pool. Why, 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 why do you look over there? Why do you look over there for that question? Go ahead, Chris. Sorry about that. We all get out of the pool. We walk into the gym, dripping wet, and then do the handshake. Nowhere near me. I thought that maybe you know you don't do it right by the. No, you do it on the pool side. So when you do it during baseball, do you do it on the field? No, you kind of do it behind home plate. Is that the field or not? Yeah, yes. So why wouldn't you do it next to the pool? I don't know. Because do. you could get knocked into the pool. I'm not That's fighting why. with you, Emily. I'm fighting you with his thing. He's like, oh, you guys do it next to the pool? Yeah, it sounds... That, that, sounds that didn't make any important. sense what he said. Yeah. Just because you mispronounce sodium doesn't mean... I didn't mispronounce it. Oh, I, did. I said the go. wrong word. Oh, here we no, go. you said sodium. Okay, but I That's obviously said sodium two the seconds before. You lose. It's okay. It's okay. You're just sitting there. You're trying to... Get all well, I just don't understand. Again. Oh, you guys did it next to the pool? Yeah. Where else would you do a handshake line? All I know, all I know, is, all I know is when I walk line. out of this studio and I get to where Taylor is, I'm going to walk with my back to the door. <laughs> <laughs> i got to see him at all times. Are we doing our succession thing next? Yeah. We're doing our succession thing next. Emily's got a plan. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Live Imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa, a Lakers celebration Tuesday. Thanks to our friends at Michelob Ultra. We're celebrating all day long. Keep checking back with us. Meanwhile, 
Producer Emily's got a fun game that involves succession in Lakers basketball, and how can that not be good? Take it away, Producer Emily. <laughs> um, all right, so I got a tweet from Crypto Ray, and he t- tweeted me last night and said, doesn't uh, Austin Reeves remind you of Cousin Greg? And I was like, I don't know if that's exactly the comp that I would make. They just look similar, maybe, but not the same. But it got me thinking about what the comparisons between the Lakers team and the succession uh, universe would look like. All right, So obviously, number one pick off the draft is Logan Roy. Sure. It's going to be LeBron James. No No question. Has been the head of his company for so long, been at the top of their game, the GOAT essentially in their industry for so long, but also not wanting successor. So you have these people that are behind you, but they can never take it up, and you you never made a clear thing like, this is my person that's going to follow my footsteps as my successor. Does everyone agree with Logan? I I agree. I love love that one. (laughs) All right, so the next one. I love it. You know what, (laughs) Slee? Next one is... Who's Kendall? Kendall Roy. We're getting there. So it is uh, Anthony Davis. So Kendall Roy should be the de facto heir to this throne it should be that way and clearly at one point lebron underlined or crushed through (laughs) anthony davis his he's inconsistent and his highs are very high but his lows are incredibly low and uh you don't know exactly like where he is and what he wants and what's driving him okay so he's kind of like he's a wild card but his highs are incredibly high all right so um D'Lo, Travis, do you want to explain why D'Lo is this character? we were talking about this a little bit this morning, and I think that Roman and D'Lo come together for one very specific reason, and it has nothing to do with D'Lo's personality other than you go back to his first tenure with the Lakers when he was doing a little sneaky pick with Nick Young. Right. Remember? So Mm -hmm. the little sneaky pick is very Roman Roy-esque. That Roman Roy sent some sneaky picks to Jerry, so I think there's... I don't think they were sneaky. They were just... D-Lo thought those days were over. DMs, are we calling that? No, no, they were picks, but they were just very... (laughs) I don't think he was being sneaky about it. He was just sending them away. I still like the little phone connection between D'Angelo and Roman. That's good. That's good. All right, so next one is uh, Reeves. So Reeves, to me, one looks like Connor Roy. So he looks like <laughs> he the younger version of, what's his name? Alan something? Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck. So he looks like the younger version of Alan Ruck. So that's, that's right there. But you can't totally take him seriously. There's like a funniness to him. He calls him himself, I'm him. He says he's he's good at some very good, some very simple things, but you can't totally take him seriously as the number three or the, the um, successor to this person, even though, you know, he's never said he wants it, Austin Reeves. Connor Roy clearly wants it, but it's he's the his wild card. The only thing that I push back on this a lot, I like this, I think we stay with it, is that Connor Roy is completely incompetent and Austin Reeves is, is not. He's very competent. Uh, yes, Austin yes. Reeves is highly competent and Connor Roy is not, but I'm with you on that one too. I think Austin Reeves also have a better way to connect with the uh, Cleveland uh, workers than maybe uh, <laughs> Connor Roy. By the does. way, you say Connor Roy, the actual yes. character in Succession is incompetent. He's competent at one thing. He actually has the best relationship with another Literally. person. Yes. Yes. Big fan. He's emotionally competent. All right. And then uh, I got, we have Shiv as Russell Westbrook. Okay. So obviously, let's, let's pretend that Russ making it still up here. Is. Yeah. Well, All right. so, follow. This is good. <laughs> so Shiv uh, thinks of herself very highly. And other people do at times think of her very highly in certain situations. So she might be doing really, really well. And everyone's like, oh my God, how do we forget about Shiv? She's so good at her job. Same for Russell Westbrook. How do we forget about Russell Westbrook? He's getting a, averaging a triple-double for an entire season. But then Shiv 
and Russell might remind you exactly why they don't deserve to be the, the successor to this person. And then my last one is Darvin Ham as Jerry because they take <laughs> she takes a lot of crap from uh, the success, the main person, Logan Roy, and I'm sure that Darvin takes a lot of crap from LeBron, but sorts it through, is a good facilitator, and can you know direct the team in the right direction, except for maybe when you run into Roman. This is terrific. Well done, this producer Emily. Terrific. Well done. Can I add something to your Russell Westbrook? I know Slee and Taylor were eating it up. That was good content for them. <laughs> I'm writing notes. <laughs> Russell Westbrook and Shiv, they're, they only know one way to do it, right? They know yes. how to do it their way, not exactly. team players. High highs, very low lows. And when it comes time to go, not the person you want running the show. Is Tom uh, Rob Polinka? <laughs> no, no. Rob, put, to, Rob put together a pretty darn good team all of a sudden. Yeah, I think Tom what, what put together Tom a good done? team. What has Tom done? You know, run ATN. Um, he's going to get capped though, right? Maybe. Yeah, but he knows. was. I mean, he put together the entire, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he was... The Gojo deal? No. He was the connector to what we've seen play out the last, in their timeline, in the succession timeline, the last six months. Yep. If it's not for him, that doesn't go it down works. that way. Well, okay, no, so Connor would, told him, but... John and Steve watch Succession, right? Yes. Yes. What would they say to all this? Would we'll they Would see. they feel like that's pretty on? We're gonna do that. Well, on you could bring it up during Super Crosstalk, which is about uh, an hour away. An hour Sleep. away. Super Crosstalk coming up at twelve fifty-five p.m. When Mason and Andy Kamenetsky today, because John's traveling up to the Bay Area. But Andy watches it. Yeah. Don't forget Game Five tomorrow night. Our coverage will begin at five thirty p.m. The Toyota Lakers countdown to tip off with Slee and tip off at seven p.m. We have all your play-by-play play right here. Your Lakers playoff station seven ten ESPN. Meanwhile. Sunday succession did you watch I did sorry to direct traffic there a little bit no. but you weren't going to do it so I did it <laughs> okay. um, Sodom did you watch Sunday's episode <laughs> okay here's what happened do you like that Slee Slee like that one oh Slee like that one this is how one. I'm going to get Slee to watch this you uh, <laughs> talked for a minute and then just looked at me that that here's part here's how I'm going to get Slee to watch the show so last this week's episode it's essentially I'm still scared of Black Mirror the prestige TV that- version of the dinner party episode of The Office so it, it's essentially one for one, the same blow up, so big event, big dinner party. It's just the prestige TV version of it. I think you've sold him on it by just giving all of the uh, succession characters Laker parallels. I think that's <laughs> all he really needed, and now he's all the Were way. Were you up. a big office guy, Slee? Yeah, I like that. Uh, I never really watched much of it, but. I did watch the episode of Succession. What did you think? Again, as we've expected, a really crappy episode up until Tom and Shiv was the most brilliant scene that the show has done in quite some time. Soundproof windows for sure. (laughs) I mean, it was incredible. To get to hear it, actually a compliment for this season, that's a little bit of a surprise. So I guess it was a good episode. It was the way that people actually that hate each other argue with each other. No, absolutely. They go to every emotion, darkest places of the Mm. other person's psyche, and that's what you wield against him, and that's what they did to each other. Because Tom, more than anybody, has been the most human person we've seen this entire series. And to see him be human yet again with her, and now she's trying to be human, but I think she's starting to realize how much pain she's caused him i don't want to do a spoiler right here but that when he swung the very heavy bat yeah that was like oh boy he got, yeah yeah. He got yeah you can't come back from that no right. no not not with what's going and on she's yep she's hurt that he's a killer now like she is because she never she never thought that right the scorpion so i'm gonna get silly a scorpion that's necklace. a terrible <laughs> gift that's yeah it wasn't great it wasn't great wasn't great would love one do you have any more traffic to direct no, I think you can lock this thing out. <laughs> Thank you. It is a live imaging Tuesday. It is a live imaging Tuesday on a Lakers celebration Tuesday. All day long, thanks to our friends at Michelob Ultra. Keep coming back, okay? 
Don't touch the button, yo. Take it away, Trap. Thank you, Chris. Is this the most unlikely title run mm. ever, ever in any sport? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.